Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Maeda. Check us out at techtoday.com, T-E-K, number two, day.com. If you are a fan of the podcast, you can now support the podcast at Cash App. And the way you do that is you find us at Cash App, which is cash.app forward slash dollar sign tech today. And any support is appreciated as we've been subsidizing the port podcast since we launched it three years ago now, two and a half years ago, coming up on, on year three in, in August. Call me doom and gloom, but it's a little bit too rosy out there. And I, I did see the, the 2.3 trillion package that came down the pike. Notice that uh, riskier security is going to be included in this package. CMBS REITs got awfully cheap toward the end of March, and they're now up three or four X as they'll be included in this latest relief package. But I just don't see all of this Fed stimulus as being enough, or there is certainly the risk of it not being enough. As we wrote about at Tech Today a couple days ago about how we believe that the recovery would be gradual, I just don't see how you get around that human nature element. Number one, the spread of COVID isn't done. Just because New York and San Francisco may have peaked doesn't mean the rest of the country's peaked. It appears to be a seasonal disease, a seasonal virus. But even for this initial wave, I'm not sure that we're out of the woods. Because as I said in the article, if, if we lifted all social distancing bans across all cities, towns, states, how many people would rush back into a restaurant that same day? How many people would rush to go to a baseball game? How many people would rush to participate in a large crowd? Right? There's that fear. It's going to take time. For some, it may just literally take time. No, no news, but just days or weeks may have to pass, and then people just throw themselves back into the mix. Other people may want to see uh, news of a vaccine. There's not going to be a, a flood of economic activity the next day. And it feels like that's what the equity markets are, are trading on. If I look at my old technology space that I used to formally cover with research reports in my sell-side days that I still track but no longer cover here at Tech Today slash CEO Raider, um, some, some of these names aren't going aren't gonna to hold up. Right? Advertising revenue will fall off. That's going to hit Google. That's going to hit Facebook. That's going to hit everybody in the ad business. Consulting services will fall off. Accenture, Infosys, those guys will be able to weather a storm better than Tier 2, Tier 3, Tier 4 IT services providers. But they're going to feel it. And the way a lot of technology names, I'm just looking at Accenture here in real time, it's traded back to March of 2019 levels. Is that enough? doesn't feel like it. A lot of the software names have traded back to October, November 2019 levels. So that spike that a lot of technology saw in December and January, in the first part of February, those gains were, were, were given up a few weeks ago when the initial panic around COVID started to spread. But we've settled in close to what are near all-time highs for a lot of companies. And I just believe there's a lot of room to pull back on the equity side. And again, I'm talking more about the technology names that I'm familiar with. But even firms like GE, right, they, they come out, what was it, this morning and say, it's going to be a rough first quarter, we're going to yank guidance. And sure, that biopharma deal got done, and they have the influx of cash from Danaher, that certainly helps. But what happens if this recession gets extended? Right? I don't know that I'd be piling back into GE. doesn't make sense. And by the way, I think Danaher are a bunch of rookies to, to stick with that deal when you have GE on the ropes is a joke. 
if I was a Danish a Danaher uh, investor, especially one of the larger holders, I'd be pissed off and I'd be on the phone with the board or with the CEO. They ought to have renegotiated that deal with GE. You know, even SoftBank had the common sense to renegotiate its deal with, with, uh, with WeWork. And I love that story, by the way. I love when some of my friends on the West Coast would tell me how I just don't get it. There is no scenario in which it's a good business to lease buildings. If you're a WeWork, you're leasing buildings long-term. So you owe a long-term lease on your books. And then you, in turn, lease those properties to startups and other businesses with short-term leases. So you owe long-term leases out. You're owed short-term leases. The, the lease durations don't match. Never a good business model. So to all my friends who gave me a hard time on that one, who's, you know, he who laughs last, who else haven't we talked about? Airbnb. They did, what, a private placement at 10%, 10% plus interest rate. I heard they burned a billion. Was it this year? I'll link to the article, something I read a couple days ago. Uh, the journal put some numbers out there. I'll, I'll put the article for Airbnb in show notes, and you can just read through the numbers. But typical West Coast company, venture-backed company, where the culture is around grow at all costs so that we can do the next round at a higher at a higher price. Not what's best for the company, not profitable growth, not, hey, let's grow, but not so fast that we, you know, destroy our infrastructure and have a lot of waste and cause churn and this type of thing and have customer issues and so on and so forth. But let's just grow at all costs so that when we do the subsequent round, we could take our money out at a much higher multiple. You know, they ought to have significant cash on a balance sheet, but instead they've blown through billions, they being Airbnb. Uber's another one. I mean, it started to recover. <laughs> I mean, I just... Illogical, right? I mean, it, it, it's recovering like people are going to be back in San Francisco for software conferences next week. It's not going to happen. So this for sure feels like a sucker's rally because I, I just don't get it. Because right? we, we, we don't know when we're really going to see signs of a recovery, and we don't know how long that recovery is going to last. So why would you jump back into these things, these stocks, and cause them to move the way they've moved in the past several weeks. My friend said he's selling into the the strength, and I said I thought that was wise because I don't. there's no fundamental support for strength. I mean, some of these names felt like they overshot, but not all of them. And they're all trading like they all overshot in the way down three or four weeks ago. So I said last week that I thought when companies started to report the March quarter in April, and again, I'm talking more about software, that some of these names would start to trade back again. And I'm sure that'll be the case, but maybe we have a, there's going to be another trade where in the June quarter, people are going to expect to start to see a recovery. And if it doesn't happen, then maybe the bottom falls on the summer. I'm not sure, but I, I don't see enough in the way of, fun. I, I haven't seen positive macroeconomic indicators. I haven't seen positive indicators about job claims. Um, other than the government, I don't know of anybody that's, that's hiring at, in, in large numbers. Um, I, I haven't seen anything at the micro level that would suggest even even the, the good news where you hear about companies a lot like 2008 where companies say hey we're going to rationalize we're going to get smarter we're going to outsource more we're going to move stuff to the cloud those conversations can happen now and i'm sure they are but those migration projects if you have a big cloud cloud migration project where you would hire accenture or infosys or wipro or somebody to help you cognizant to to execute that migration you're not going to do that now those bookings aren't going to show up now. That cash flow isn't going to appear now if you're the vendor. You can slate it for a TBD, whether it's later this year or sometime next year. And it'll happen eventually. 
but who knows when. And those deals get a little messy. Those sales deals can get a little messy, especially if they're not negotiated at the highest levels. Because you wouldn't expect too many CEOs and CFOs to turn over, although I've seen my fair share this year. But in the next tear down, if this recession becomes extended, uh, companies, employees are going to leave, employees are going to get terminated, and you may have to renegotiate elements or you know, cover elements of, of the deal and of the execution again. So there may be repeat steps here if people start to turn over, which can push out execution as well. So there's a lot to wade through yet. We don't have visibility into, into much of what may be in store for us as we as we recover from from COVID here so keep an eye out look for the milestones we should start to get some on the uh, march quarter calls coming up in the in the back half of this month that's all for now see you next time